Thanks for coming. Good to be with you this morning, and congratulations to you all on your perfect attendance in 2016. Well done. Well done. I hope that continues in the weeks and months to come. If you're a first-time visitor, thank you for choosing Christian Life. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're happy that you're here. I'm Dan Cyprian. I'm the youth pastor here. And uh, again, it's good to be here. I hope you had great holidays. Are you recovering from gorging yourself? I am too, yes, yes. So um, if you're a first-time visitor, there is a communication card in the bulletin. If you could fill that out, um, put in the offering plate so we can get to know you more. Um, also, we can get you the right information uh, to you about our church and what's going on. If you haven't got a bulletin, can you please lift your hand, and uh, one of our ushers will get that to you. Looks like everybody's got it. That's great. Um, just a few things. There is a calendar in your bulletin, so that's a great uh, thing to put on your refrigerator uh, um, to remind you what's going on. This Wednesday, we kick off, kick back off with Awana um, prayer meetings, NXT Youth. Um, uh, Wednesday afternoon from 12 to 1, uh, Damon Stewart will be leading a time of uh, worship and prayer um, over the next few weeks. So if you're available during the lunch hour, it would be great if you could join us. Here, but in the evening on Wednesday for the next six weeks or so, he is going to be teaching 
on the life of a worshiper. So if you have not been connected to a small group or, or you, you just haven't done anything or you got nothing to do, this Wednesday join um, this great uh, class, this great small group. Damon Stewart is going to do a great job in teaching that. NXT Youth again back. We're kicking off a series called It's Complicated, right? Everything's life is complicated. You know, family's complicated, work is complicated, teenagers are complicated. So we're going to talk about all that this Wednesday as well. Um, Steve Sampson is going to be here next weekend. So if you don't already know or don't have that on your calendar, please uh, plan on joining us next weekend, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, and also again on Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for prophetic service. Uh, many of you know Steve Sampson already, so I don't have to talk, but some of you may not know. And this would be a great time to get to know him and meet him. And uh, he's got a word from God for us, and we're looking forward to that. Many things in your bulletin you could read over. One last thing I want to show you is there's a little piece of paper in your bulletin called the NXT 52 Club. Now I've been here for a year already and, and, and I learned very quickly of uh, the generosity this church is about. And I want to just thank you from the bottom of my heart for always giving and helping and donating our teenagers and our youth ministry. I don't take that for granted. Um, because of your support we've been able to reach out to you know, many, many kids in our community and their friends have uh, been able to get them to Ascension Convention and other things, so thank you. And the last thing I want to do is ask you for more. This is not asking you for more. This is for you to be aware if you, have, um, if you aren't giving or whatever. Uh, every Wednesday, we encourage our teenagers to give a dollar a week um, just to, or, or whatever God lays upon their heart to give. And a dollar a week times 52 is $52, and that goes a long way for every person who gives. And if you could perfectly consider uh, maybe giving a dollar a week to our youth ministry, this is above and beyond an offering. Um, if you don't have it, please don't, don't do it. Um, but if you want to, just imagine what it can do to help our teenagers, again, um, whatever they need, meet the, uh, the needs of them. Also, um, help our leaders, you know, help the cost for chaperoning in, in, in areas. There's many different things. If you want to talk to me more about that after service, I'd be glad to talk to you. But just something for you to be aware of. Fill that out. Pledge. Give. You could do it on a weekly, a monthly, or even just a one-time gift. But thank you so much for even considering it. I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward as we pray and prepare to give. I'm excited. Uh, for a new series Pastor Daryl is kicking off today. If you don't know the title, um, it's going to be pretty, it's, it should be obvious already, Grace. So I'm looking forward to what Pastor Daryl has to say, and I hope you are too. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your grace in our lives. Thank you that we can celebrate another year with you. God, we, we don't take it for granted that you've always been for us. And you go before us, and you're going to be here after us. You're going to walk with us through life. And God, I pray that you continue to guide us and direct us in this upcoming year. Give us wisdom and strength as we need it. And God, this, this moment in time, we're giving. And God, take our gift, multiply it for your kingdom's sake. God, open up our ears, open up our hearts to receive your word today so that we could draw closer to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You've heard it. It's time for a new beginning. Time to start a fresh page or paint a new picture with our life. Sounds great in theory, but it can seem impossible. Life is messy. 
The lines have gotten blurred. Maybe we just don't know where to start. We look at the canvas of our lives and see mistake after mistake after mistake. It's overwhelming. When I look at my life with these messy lines and scribbles, it makes me think, is this as good as it gets? There's no eraser that can make this life make sense. But what if? What if there was someone that could make sense of our mess? They could take all our scribbles, all our mistakes, all our missed opportunities, and make them into a masterpiece. And then I remember, there is Jesus. He gives us a new life. Every day is new. Every day is a blank canvas full of possibility and promise. He takes our canvases, our lives that have been filled up with shortcomings, secrets, tragedies, and embarrassments, and he helps them make sense. When I look at the canvas of my life and I see nothing but disorder and chaos, I have to remember this. God is not a God of disorder. He's a God of peace. And you know what? He wants to take my hand and bring peace to the canvas of my life. So as we seek to make our mark, let us give God all our scribbles, all our mistakes, all our hurts, and trust that He will turn our messy lives into a masterpiece. His masterpiece. good to begin a brand new year together, isn't it? Would you open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3? We're going to get there in just a second. On the back of your bulletin, there's a place to uh, take sermon notes. I'm going to invite you to take uh, some notes today of whatever the Holy Spirit leads and guides you to write down. But God is a God of new beginnings. He just is. God loves a fresh start. He loves a new beginning. And that's why it's great to be in church on the first Sunday of a brand new year. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. New every morning. God's goodness, His love, His faithfulness. When we begin something new, I think it's always important to hear what God wants to say to us. And so as a husband, a father, as an individual, as a pastor for our church, I've been praying, God, what do you want to speak directly to our hearts this year? I think hearing the voice of God is one of the most important parts of following Jesus. It's so important in our walk to know what God is saying to us. And that's why I can't wait for next week when Steve Sampson is here. I actually asked him, how early can you come to, to, to Christian life? And, and how about the second week? I'm like, book it. We're going to do it because I want to hear the voice of God in my life. Because new time is time for new resolutions. 
and we have goals, and everything happens at the beginning of the year, and we want to do this better, and we want to do that better, and, and so we have these goals where we try harder to do better. But sometimes it gets hard, and we kind of lose that focus, and those New Year's resolutions go by the wayside, and we end up more discouraged than before because we really wanted to try harder and do better, but it just didn't work out. And so at the beginning of a new year, I said, God, what do you want to say? It's a new year, time for new goals, new resolutions. What, God, what do you want to do? We're ready to try harder and do better. And I'm going to tell you, God has spoken so clearly to me as we begin a brand new year that the word for 2016 as we begin is grace. Grace. That's what God wants to speak to us because grace is not something attained through hard work or willpower or discipline. You can't earn this. This is a gift from Jesus. You open yourself up to his blessing. You receive this gift of grace. And this is hard for me because I'll just be real honest with you. I stink at grace. I know about grace. I understand grace. I read about grace in the Bible. But I'm all about performance. I'm about achieving. I, I want to earn that. I, I want to earn that acceptance. I want to do something great for God. I, I want to I try harder to do better. I'm not good at grace. I'm good at giving other people grace. But for me, it's hard because I want to perform to belong. If I was real honest, that's the truth about me. But I think about my children. I think about my sons. And they don't have to perform to be my sons. They're just my sons. And I love them. No matter what. Even though they gave me a fit this morning, get into church. But... <laughs> Got you back. No, uh... But I can't tell you how much I love those guys. I really do. Because they're my sons. They don't have to perform. And you don't have to perform for God. He loves you. His grace is big. When I look at the Bible, and as I've been studying this idea of grace, it doesn't matter if it's the Old Testament or New Testament, everywhere. Grace just pours out of the pages. And, and, and God is always looking, how can I restore that relationship with mankind? How can I... How can I make a way to meet with people, no matter what it takes. Grace is everywhere. And I just want to tell you as we begin, because you've got to know this as we begin, the enemy hates grace. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the enemy hates grace. He loves the law. He loves rules. He loves try harder and do better. Because grace brings life. It brings freedom. It's when we try to follow the rules that we find ourselves dead and condemned. And probably the best example of grace I could give comes from the movie Saving Private Ryan. I'm going to tell you the whole movie here, so if you are worried about a spoiler, it's coming. Probably should have saw it 18 years ago when it came out, but... Uh, I love it, though. It's one of those movies, if it's on, it's like I have to stop and watch it. Private Ryan is the last living young man from his family. 
all his other brothers who've died in World War II, and the army doesn't want uh, their mom to have no children, and so they send Tom Hanks and a company of men to go and rescue Private Ryan, the young Matt Damon, and, and uh, bring him home. And here's the spoiler. Um, the entire company, including Tom Hanks, dies trying to rescue Private Ryan. And as Tom Hanks is in Private Ryan's arms dying, his last words to Private Ryan is, earn this. Earn this. All these men gave their life for you, and you have to earn this. And in one of the most touching scenes in movie history, instead of a young Matt Damon, Private Ryan, you see an elderly man. You see Ryan as he is aged, and he's sitting there with his wife, and he asks, was I a good man? He says, tell me I was a good man. Tell me that I earned it. I need to know. And there's something about that scene that resonates inside me because it's like, yeah, I got to earn this. I got I to gotta live a good life. I, I got to live the legacy. I, I've got to earn this. But contrast that with Jesus' last words on the cross. When he's dying on the cross, he doesn't say, earn this. As he's dying for you and he's dying for me, he says, it is finished. Paid in full. You don't have to earn this. I bought it for you. I bought your life. Live for me. You don't have to work harder and do better. It's not about keeping a list of rules. It's about a relationship with me. I gave my life for you. So Romans chapter 8, one of the most important chapters in all the Bible, begins in verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation. You don't have to earn this. And it closes out the chapter in the last two verses. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That there's no condemnation and there's nothing, absolutely nothing that can separate you from His love. You've got to settle this idea of grace in your heart. You've got to stop trying to perform and realize you are a son and a daughter of God. That he loves you. That he is well pleased with you. That he smiles every time he looks at you. And you've got to get that inside of your heart and then walk in that promise. I want to look at one of the most familiar passages of Scripture today in Proverbs chapter 3. And talk about how do I walk with this God of grace? We've got a brand new year. How do I walk with this God of grace in a brand new year? And this is a popular scripture. In fact, when I asked you guys what was your life verse, this was by far the verse that came in more than any other as, as far as a life verse goes. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. No doubt you've heard that many times before, so let me read it out of the Message Bible. Trust in God from the bottom of your heart. 
Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one that will keep you on track. Isn't that beautiful? I'm going to break that down line by line, and let's talk about it. You might want to take some notes on this, but first of all, trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. We only understand time backwards. We only understand years in retrospect. We don't know the future. We just, we just understand what has happened. We don't know what will happen. So we can tell you if 2015 was a good year or a bad year in our life because we've lived it, and that's how we understand time. We can't tell you how 2016 will be because we don't know. So who are you going to trust in this year? There's going to be a lot of men and women who are running for president that are going to say, trust me with your future. I want your vote. Trust me. There's going to be circumstances and the economy and everything else that are we going to trust that, well, I think things are going to work out. I think they'll be okay. Are you going to trust in yourself, your own wisdom, your own understanding, your own skills, your own feelings? You know what we trust the most? We trust our worries as though they were real. Amen. There we go. It's true, though. It's so true. We trust that the impossible, the worst thing imaginable, that's going to happen. We trust in so many other things. Look at this verse. Trust in the Lord. God is big. He is loving. He is powerful. He is good. He is full of grace. He is perfect. He knows the end from the beginning. I need to trust in him. The only person that knows what 2016 holds for you is the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. With your heart. Whenever the Bible talks about your heart, it's talking about your whole being. This is not, I trust the Lord in my mind. When I think, oh, that's a really good idea, God, I think I'll do it. No, I trust the Lord with all that I am at all times. Not just sometimes, I trust him all the time. And when I trust him, what's going to happen? I'm going to receive his wisdom. I'm going to receive his guidance. I'm going to receive his help when I trust in the Lord with all my heart. Now, here's the reality, though. And we probably wouldn't say this out loud, but this is the truth. And I believe pretty much everybody here is trusting God that, that God will get you to heaven. Right? I mean, yeah, we trust God's going to get me to heaven. I, I trust him with my eternity. I bet you everybody in this room would say, yeah, I, I'm trusting God with my eternity. But what we wouldn't say is, thanks God for that. I'll take care of everything else. Yeah, you got that, God. I'll take care of everything else. If you can trust him with your eternity, you can trust him with your finances. You can trust him with your family. You can trust him at work. You can trust him at school. You can trust him with your life. If you can trust him for all of eternity, you can trust him right now and whatever you're going through. And what's good about it is not only does he know best and he knows the future and what's ahead. Listen, he is for you. He's not against you. He's on your side. 
So we can trust in him. He is good. And we trust him with all of our hearts. So here's the question. Are you going to have a soft heart or a hardened heart toward the Lord? Some of you, even now as I'm preaching, the heart's getting a little hard. I don't know. I don't know where exactly where this is going with the grace and everything. I don't know. Don't harden your heart to the Lord. Soften your heart to him. Trust him with all of your heart. So that's the first line. The second line is do not lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. Which way are you going to lean? Are you going to, are you going to lean, oh, I think this is really a good idea. I think I should go in this direction. Or I'm going to lean, God, what do you say? What's your heart? You know, which way are you going to lean? It says in the NLT, I love it, do not depend on your own understanding. Who are you going to depend on? Are you going to depend on God or what you think is best? Your wisdom or his wisdom? Listen, you don't know better than God. And, and here's the bottom line. If God says don't, if there's a don't in the Bible, it's there for a reason. He says don't lean on your own understanding. I tell the boys all the time, if I say don't, I'm saying it for a reason. God is saying it here, don't. Why? Because when I lean, I'm probably going to lean into the flesh. I'm not, I don't walk by the flesh. I walk by the Spirit. I have to lean into God. What does He say in His Word? I don't lean on my understanding, but on His. The next one, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. New Living Translation, seek His will in all you do. Acknowledge him. That Hebrew word for acknowledge is to know God or to fellowship with God. So what I need to do when I trust in the Lord with all my heart, I don't lean on my own understanding, I, I fellowship with God. I know God. I acknowledge him in everything that I do. That means this is not a list of rules that I keep. It's a relationship that I have because I'm, I'm fellowshipping with him. The only rule there is is to fellowship with him, to be in relationship with him, to love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then he leads us. But the problem is the religious part of us hates this. This is why the religious leaders hated Jesus. They said, just give us a list of rules. Just tell us what to do and we'll follow them. Guess what? Every time God gives us a list of rules, we blow it. So it's not about a list of rules. It's about a relationship. It's never about rules. It's always about relationships. So listen to me. This is really important. You don't break the rules. You break the relationship. When you don't trust God, you're not breaking the rules. You're breaking the relationship. And this is where we make the biggest mistake. And you go back all the way to Adam and Eve. Is we think Adam and Eve broke the rules and that's why they got in trouble. It's not that they broke the rules. They broke the relationship. Because they did not trust that God was good. And they hid themselves away from God. It wasn't about breaking the rules. It was about breaking relationship. And when you get a hold of that, all of a sudden, I need to trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not on my own understanding, but all my ways know him. Fellowship with him. Don't break that relationship with him. I've got to walk in that relationship. And when that relationship is broken, guess what? There's grace. There's always grace. There's always a way back in. And there's this part of us that screams, but should I or shouldn't I? You know, should I do this at work? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways know him. Fellowship with him. Acknowledge him. Well, should my, should I, this with my girlfriend or boyfriend, should we get married? Should I do this? Should I do In all your ways, acknowledge him. Don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. He's good. Well, should I make this investment? Should I purchase this? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Know him. Fellowship with him. Should I or shouldn't I? I don't know. Fellowship with him. He'll tell you. Walk with him. In relationship with him. And finally, he will show you which path to take. That's the last line. He'll show you which path to take. In the NIV, it says that he'll make your path straight. He'll show you the direction to go. Imagine, imagine, imagine what 2016 would be like if you lived this out. If you said, you know what? Every decision, everything, every area of my life, with my whole being, I trust in the Lord with all my heart. I don't lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I know him. I fellowship him, and he will direct your path. What will your marriage look like? What will your family look like? What will school look like or work look like? What will your life look like if you do this all year long? The reason we do this is because you have a destiny. You have a point that God wants to get you to. And he's working out his plan, his masterpiece, as we watched up on the screen just earlier. He's got you where he wants you to go. He's got a destination in mind, so I've got to trust in him. And you can say, well, my life looks like a mess right now. It looks like the scribbles on a page. And I understand that. I get that. But listen, when you trust in the Lord, he's going to get you to your destiny. I think of Joseph, who had the destiny to be the prime minister of Egypt, but his brothers hated him so much they wanted to kill him. But then they're like, well, we better not kill him. We'll sell him into slavery. Great idea, right? So we're going to sell him into slavery. And then he's going to end up in prison. And then he's going to get kind of thrown around in prison. But then he actually makes it to his destiny. I think of, of uh, David anointed as a shepherd boy, king of Israel, anointed as king of Israel. But it's not for 28 years until he sits on the throne in Jerusalem. And in that 28 years, he has to face a giant. He has to run from Saul. He has to fight the Philistines. He has to do everything. But God had a destiny for him, and he was a man after God's own heart. He trusted in the Lord. He didn't lean on his own understanding, but in all his ways, he acknowledged the Lord. Even when he made mistakes, he came back with grace to the Lord. I love that picture. In the New Testament, we have the Apostle Paul, who's saved as Saul on the road to Damascus, but it's not 14 years until he begins this ministry, with three of those in the wilderness. And yet God said, I want you to help lead the evangelism of the entire world. I want you to lead the church. But it took 14 years to get him to his destiny. God's working in your life right now to get you to your destiny. He's at work inside of you. He will make your paths straight. So it tells me that we're all on a pilgrimage. We're all on a walk. That God is taking us from where we are to where he needs us. And what I love about that walk is in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. 
So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? You're not in this alone. Even if, you, even if you're far from God right now, you're not in this alone. He is with you. And he's kind of telling us in his word, trust in me with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways know me, fellowship with me, and I'll get you to where you need to go. I'll take you where I need you. So, looking at the verse one more time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Hear the voice of the Lord as we begin a new year. His, hear his heart. Know him. Fellowship with him. And listen with all that you are. Because Jeremiah 17, 7, and I love this. This is it right here. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Do you want to be blessed in 2016? I want to be blessed in 2016, so I'm going to put my trust in the Lord. And I'm going to ask you to do things each week. So how do we practically live this out? How do I hear God's voice? How do I trust in him? Not leaning on my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledging him, and he's going to make my path straight. How do I do that? Well, here's something that you can do. And we heard about this a number of weeks ago from Jared and Heather. But I'm going to ask you guys, why don't you fast something? And you say, well, fasting sounds so legalistic and following the rules and all that. No, I'm talking about grace fasting. And in, in that, you're just going to say, God, I'm giving something up to hear your voice. I'm giving something up to see your power and your supply in my life. I can't explain it, but every time I fast, the voice of God is crystal clear. I can't explain it. It's something supernatural. But I'm just going to ask you, can you fast something? And you can do it. I'm not going to tell you what to fast, when to fast, how long to fast. That's where we have to hear God's voice. And so here's the idea of fasting. You give something up. It can be food. It can be food for a period of time. It can be a meal for a period of time. It could be going to your favorite place to eat for a period of time. But you're just saying, I'm giving this up to depend on God, to hear his voice, to see his power at work in my life. It could be something else. For some people, it can be giving up video games for a period of time. For some people, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just having fun. And they would say to dad, and this, man, you really want to be spiritual? Give up your cell phone. Yeah, I know. That hurt right there too. But maybe we need to turn off the TV for a while. Maybe we need to turn off the news. Maybe we turn, need to turn off the radio in the car. Maybe we need to turn off social media. Just something. Say, God, I'm, 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 I'm fasting this. This isn't my supply. This isn't my... You, God, are my supply. I don't want that to be the voice that I hear. I want to hear your voice. And so I just encourage you to think about what can I do? And, and again, this is not a rules kind of thing. Hear the heart of God. Because listen, when your heart is quiet, that's when God speaks. That still small voice, that whisper. I talked to Steve Sampson about this one time because he'll, he'll just, you know, randomly, and, and, and next weekend he's with us, and he'll just randomly, you know, God put something in his mind or in his heart, and, and he'll just share it and, and just be bold to, like, is there anybody here with? And 
And, and I'm like, man, is that really loud? And he says, Daryl, the longer I walk with God, the quieter the voice gets. That I have to be super quiet to hear the voice of God. And I think that's true. The longer we with, walk with God, it's like, God, I need to hear your voice in this. I want to trust in you with all my heart. I don't want to lean on my own understanding. I don't want to just do what the, the next best thing to do is. I, I, I want to know what you want. God, I want to fellowship with you. Because I know you're getting me to the place I need to be. So we need to hear the voice of God. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and your hearts with me today. And that's why we're ending at this time. So we can spend a little quiet time with the Lord. I think it's so important just to quiet our hearts before, uh, before we really take off in a brand new year. And I believe that God's word is true. I believe that the Holy Spirit has pierced our heart with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 today. And I believe the Lord wants to speak to you and lead you and guide you. He is with you right now. Maybe you've never heard his voice before, but if you feel that push or that, that, that movement in a direction or something comes to mind, that's what God is speaking to you right now. And I'm just going to pray that God would speak to your heart on your next big decision. I'm going to ask God to speak to you about fasting and, and what you should do. Again, remember, it's, it's not about rules, keeping, breaking, or anything. It's about relationship. It is all about relationship. We're going to listen to a song called You Speak. And in the quietness of this moment and when the song finishes, we're just going to let the, the Lord speak to us. But let God, first of all, speak to you through this song.
voice to know you. As we wait on the Lord, what is the Lord speaking to your heart right now? It's time to trust in Him with all your heart, with all that you are, all the time. time to stop trying to do things on your own. It's time to trust Him with your life. It's time to draw near to Him, to know Him, to fellowship, to be in relationship. Today, if that relationship is broken, grace is here very beginning of time with the first Adam and Eve he's always made a way he's always made a way to come back to him today is your day to come back to him today is the day to step off the performance train just rest that you are a son that you are a daughter of God in whom he is well pleased he loves you today today is the day to believe that he is leading you to your destiny path that might look like it's going in the wrong wrong direction. It might look crooked in places, but he's getting you to where you need to be. It says in the last verse of the book of Jude that he will present us blameless, faultless, and he will keep us until that last day for his glory for his honor he's got you he's not finished with you he loves you today so trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will take you where you need to go Lord we trust you with our life Holy Spirit speak to us not just in a quiet moment on a Sunday morning but every day this year when we ask the question should I or shouldn't I may we fellowship with you until we know the answer Lord, I pray as many will just undertake a fast, Lord, I pray that your power would be on display and your voice would be so loud and so clear that there'd be something supernatural that happens inside of them. Lord, we surrender to you today. You are good and your love endures forever. Thank you for walking with us in a brand new year. Thank you that you're going to keep us. God, I thank you that you 
you began a good work in us and you're going to bring it to completion. Lord, we count on you today. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's just the first step in a brand new year. We're going to be listening to God's voice all year long. We're going to be walking in his grace all year long. And so I just encourage you to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll get you where you need to go. Before we go this morning, um, uh, every first Sunday of the month, we receive a, an offering at the end of service. We just do this on these special days, and this is a, an above and beyond offering. This is an offering for those that are in need, uh, for those that are poor. Um, they may be in our church family who are in need. They may be in our community uh, when there's needs in our community. Once in a while, it's on the other side of the world, but uh, we give in this offering just to be obedient to God to help those in need. This is not a regular offering. This is above and beyond. So if you are finding yourself in need or you're just making it, please don't feel any obligation to give. This is just for people that maybe have a little more money. At the end of the month, maybe God's blessed you and you'd like to give it to those that, that need some help. Um, everything in this offering goes to help those in need. So I encourage you to, uh, to give this morning if you can. Uh, and if you can't, no condemnation. This is, just, uh, this is just above and beyond. Men and women, come forward and let's pray. God, we thank you for the opportunity to share your love with those in need. Uh, God, I pray, uh, Lord, we give to you so that, God, you can meet those needs. You know who's going to be coming in this month in, in need. And, and so, Lord, we just pray uh, that you provide everything that is needed. God, thank you for blessing us. God, I pray that you would bless all of us in such a way that we would just always be generous in giving to, to others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, as you give uh, this morning, don't forget, next weekend, Steve Sampson is with us. Saturday night, Sunday morning. Sunday night, you're going to want to be here. Bring a friend. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. So that is next weekend. And then um, also as you go this morning, there are devotionals in the lobby as well as calendars out there. There's calendars in your bulletin. Find out where you can grow in God. Wednesday nights are awesome for our kids in Awana, for our youth in NXT, uh, the prayer and worship uh, seminar that's going to be happening here. Uh, there's small groups, all those things. Find out in the bulletin where you can be a part of. Maybe you want to start playing basketball on Tuesday. All those things are there. Grab a devotional. Start each day with the Lord in his word, hearing from him. Again, that's a great way to hear God's voice. And uh, something that's very special today is that today is actually our 40th anniversary as a church. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of exciting. I remember, uh, remember as a little boy, uh, we moved out from Chicago. Actually, we didn't move out. We just came out and, and uh, we started Des Plaines Christian Assembly back in the 1970s, and uh, God has blessed. We're now Christian Life Church, and God has blessed, and we've grown, and all these things over the 40 years, and uh, I know that, I don't know if my dad is watching, but I hope he is, uh, because this is a very special day, because uh, 40 years ago, he led our family out here to be a part of this, and, and uh, now we're all family together out here, and God has great things in store for us in the years to come. I love, I love, I love what God is doing through our church. So thank you for being a part of the family for all these years. And uh, God has great things ahead. Would you stand for the blessing of the Lord? And as you go, uh, just say, God, I'm with you. I'm walking in your grace. And uh, this is just the beginning. So, beloved, we are one week closer to heaven. We're one year closer to heaven. Are you ready? May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace.
God, I thank you for that blessing that doesn't have to be earned. It's just given. Because of your grace, because of your love for us, may we walk in that grace. May we walk in that blessing, that favor. Lord, may we walk in the grace. May we walk in the peace this week. And may we share with everybody we see. May we fellowship with you. May we know you. May we hear you, God, this week. Keep us safe and strong until we can gather together again as the church and worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go in the grace of the Lord today.